0: the Daily bite, I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today's chapter is 2 Kings 15. In the 27th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Azariah the son of Amaziah, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 16 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the eyes of Yahweh according to all that his father Amaziah had done. Nevertheless, the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and made offerings on the high places. And Yahweh touched the king so that he was a leper to the day of his death, and he lived in a separate house. And Jotham the king's son was over the household, governing the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Azariah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. And Jotham, his son, reigned in his place. In the thirty-eighth year of Azariah king of Judah, Zechariah the son of Jeroboam reigned over Israel and Samaria six months. And he did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh as his fathers had done. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin. Shalom the son of Jabesh conspired against him and struck him down at Iblaam. And put him to death and reigned in his place now the rest of the deeds of Zechariah behold they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel this was the promise of Yahweh that he gave to Jehu your son shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation and so it came to pass Shalom the son of Jabesh began to reign in the thirty-ninth year of Uzziah king of Judah and he reigned one month in Samaria then meant Menahem the son of Gadi came up from Tirzah and came to Samaria, and he struck down Shalom the son of Jabesh in Samaria, and put him to death, and reigned in his place. Now the rest of the deeds of Shalom and the conspiracy that he made, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. At that time Menahem sacked Tifsa and all who were in it, and its territory from Tirzah on, because they did not open it to him. Therefore he sacked it, and he ripped open all the women in it who were pregnant. In the thirty-ninth year of Azariah king of Judah, Menahem the son of Gadi began to reign over Israel, and he reigned ten years in Samaria, and he did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh. He did not depart all his days from all the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin. Pul, the king of Assyria, came against the land, and Menahem gave Pul a thousand talents of silver, that he might help him to confirm his hold on the royal power. Menahem exacted the money from Israel, that is, from all the wealthy men, fifty shekels of silver from every man, to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and did not stay there in the land. Now the rest of the deeds of Menahem and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Menahem slept with his fathers, and Pekahiah his son reigned in his place. In the fiftieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekahiah the son of Menahem began to reign over Israel and Samaria, and he reigned two years. And he did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin. And Pekah the son of Remoliah his captain conspired against him with fifty men of the people of Gilead and struck him down in Samaria, in the citadel of the king's house with Argob and Ariah, He put him to death and reigned in his place. Now the rest of the deeds of Pekahiah and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. In the 52nd year of Azariah king of Judah, Pekah the son of Remaliah began to reign over Israel and Samaria, and he reigned 20 years, and he did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin. In the days of Pekah king of Israel, Tiglath-Pelezar king of Assyria came and captured Ijon, abel beth Maacah, Genoa, Kadesh, Hazor, Gilead, and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and he carried the people captive to Assyria. Then Hoshea the son of Elah made a conspiracy against Pekah the son of Remaliah and struck him down and put him to death and reigned in his place, the twentieth year of Jotham the son of Uzziah. Now the rest of the acts of Pekah and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. In the second year of Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, began to reign. He was twenty-five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok, and he did what was right in the eyes of Yahweh according to all that his father Uzziah had done. Nevertheless, the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and made offerings in the high places. He built the upper gate of the house of Yahweh. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? In those days, Yahweh began to send Rezin the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, against Judah. Jotham slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David his father, and Ahaz his son reigned in his place. This is the word of the Lord. So in our text today, we get a much quicker run-through of numerous kings. Instead of only getting one or two here, we have two kings over Judah and five over Israel. So we get seven different kings all put before us right here in this chapter. As you're keeping score, two of these Judean kings Both of them, I should say, are labeled as good. So we're now up to six good kings over Judah and four evil uh, kings over Judah in the eyes of Yahweh. For the kings of Israel, four of them are labeled as evil in the eyes of Yahweh. And the other one doesn't get labeled. We're not even told if he did evil in the sight of Yahweh or good because his reign lasted for just one month. So I'm not going to lump him in. I'm not going to list him in the chart as being evil in the eyes of Yahweh because the Bible doesn't say so. The only note we have about him is that he conspired against his king and killed him in order to take the throne. So that part's evil, at least in itself. But we don't get anything further, nothing in regards to worshiping the false gods that had been set up in Dan and Bethel by Jeroboam. So we are up to 17 evil kings in Israel, plus one, and then Judah has the six good for evil. That's our count at this point. We start with Azariah uh, taking over Judah in roughly 767, maybe 766 BC at the age of 16. He does good in Yahweh's eyes, doesn't get rid of the high places, so there's still pagan worship happening in Judah. And then we get verse 5, Yahweh touched the king so he was a leper to the day of his death, and he had to live in a separate house, not, not Solomon's kingly palace. Why, question for your children, why would God strike the king with leprosy? Why would he give him a an illness like this? Now, we actually have the answer to that question. You can read about it in 2 Chronicles chapter 26, about a specific sin that Azariah commits, and the Lord responds to that. So you can see that there. That does not mean that that always happens, right? So we all have illnesses and sicknesses from time to time. Sometimes we get really, really badly sick, and we cannot necessarily connect the dots and say, well, you have this sickness because you did this thing. It is true we have that sickness because we're sinners. If we weren't sinners, we would not be broken. You know, if we, if we were perfect, as God created man to be perfect, then we would not endure suffering. We would not endure death. But we did sin. And so all of our brokenness, all that we endure in this world, is a consequence of that sin. We just can't make those those one-to-one connections like you sometimes t- can in Scripture when God, spe- well, God himself specifies it. When he says it, we take him at his word. The dating of the kings of Israel is a little tricky. And in order to make the dates work here, you have to look at the idea that Azariah, so verse 8, in the 38th year of Azariah, king of Judah, you have to look at his reign starting earlier. So we just said he didn't start until 767 or 766. He dies in 740, but yet his reign lasted for 52 years. So the the view here is that What verse 1 is a reference to is when did Azariah become the sole king over Judah? Soul is an individual one and only. Whereas before that, he would have been reigning alongside with his father. Kind of a co-regent idea is what what we want to think of in order to, to see these dates through. That would mean then that Zechariah begins to reign in about 753 or 752, He does evil in God's eyes. He's the fourth generation of Jehu, so God's promise to Jehu is fulfilled from chapter 10, verse 30, that his sons will sit on the throne to the fourth generation. Zechariah is that fourth generation, and then he gets removed. He gets assassinated, taken out by Shalem. So Shalem's reign also be 753, 752. It only lasts for one month. And then a nearby neighbor... Menahem from Tirzah, which is just a few miles to the east, comes over and kills him. Assassinates him. And then Menahem is upset because not all of the land will accept him as king. Right? So you had a four-generation kingly family from Jehu to Zechariah. And then you have two changes of the guard uh, of the kingdom here with Shalom and then Menahem. And so part of the kingdom rejected him, and so he goes and he fights against it. That's Tifsa, which is about 15 miles south of Tirzah and Samaria. He goes to that area, which is part of Ephraim, and he attacks it very evilly, even killing the women who are pregnant in such a grotesque way. As we get to the next, well, the, the next paragraph, which is reflecting more on Manahem, he gets to reign for 10 years. He again does evil in the sight of God, Verse 19, the Assyrian king begins to come against Israel. And as we've seen kings do before, he pays him off. A thousand talents of silver. Now, a talent is 75 pounds. And there are 16 ounces in a pound. So, you know, do some math. A thousand times 75 times 16 times... Now, the $27 roughly that you can get silver per ounce today, $33 million is the payment here, a payoff, a taxation and payoff. So he taxes this from the wealthy men of his own people. He doesn't take it from his own treasury, his own storehouse. we Again, we've seen people do that. We've seen previous kings plunder the Lord's house. And we've seen them plunder the king's palace. Here, Menahem plunders his own people for this one. And that worked. Poll leaves and goes away. Menahem dies and his son, Pekahiah, takes over. That's roughly 742, 741, something like that. He also does evil in God's eyes. Reigns for only two years before his captain, Pekah, conspires against him and assassinates him. So we have another change in the, the kingly line here as we now go to Pekah. Pekah would take over in 740, the 52nd and final year of Azariah. Azariah, by the way, is also known in, in the Bible as Uzziah. So this pairs with Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 in the year that King Uzziah died. So as we're looking at this paragraph now, this is the same time that Isaiah becomes the prophet to God's people. Pekah reigns 20 years. He does evil in the sight of God. And as he reigns as king, Assyria becomes a much bigger enemy and much bigger threat. Tiglath who is known Uh, certainly in history, begins to attack and he takes territory on both sides of the Jordan River away from Israel. And he takes the people and he carries them captive back to Assyria far off to the east. This is just the beginning. Things are going to get worse. So, Hosea conspires against Pekah and strikes him down. And we have another change in Israel's kingdom. Now, the text was going to finish up with Jotham, who takes over 740, 739, 738, somewhere in there, for his father Uzziah. And he reigns for 16 years, doing right in the eyes of Yahweh, so our second good Judean king of the chapter, but doesn't get rid of those high places still. Those pagan high places remain. Verse 37 is going to be important. In those days, Yahweh began to send Rezin the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, against Judah. So he's got 18 years of overlap with Pekah as king of Israel. And Pekah and Rezin are going to terrify Jotham. And by the time Jotham dies and his son Ahaz begins to reign, if dad was afraid, Ahaz is much more afraid. And we're going to see that, and we'll talk about that if we don't see much of it. We'll talk about that tomorrow nonetheless. So this is the end of our chapter today. A couple of things that you can talk about with your family. Is the position of king a job you'd want? And this has, been, this has been rough, right? The last two kings of Judah entering the chapter had been assassinated. Here we see three of the kings of Israel assassinated. There's a lot of that going around. To be honest, in terms of, of politics here, It's not a job you'd want. I think that's fair even of our politics today. I don't think politics is a job you should want. Probably the best people that would lead a society are those who don't want to to do it. They don't want the job. But they're servants at heart. And so when it's asked of them, they do it. Yahweh has picked leaders for his people. He's given these men authority to do the job, and many of them have failed to do that job, and so God's judgment has fallen right back upon them. We are now 28 kings in, in the history of the separated, divided kingdoms of Israel and Judah. So you can go back three more kings, counting Saul, David, and Solomon, to get a full total of 31 kings. And what hope is there? That's another thing you can talk about as a family right? Are they still holding on to the hope that one of David's sons would sit on the throne forever and be this Messiah to deliver them? Or is that kind of lost after a few hundred years and a few dozen wicked kings? At least a couple dozen wicked kings. promise of a Messiah still exists the people may have lost sight of it and in most cases they had but God's promise still stands and that's something we hold on to as his people today it's been a long time it's been 2,000 years there's been a lot of evil there's been a lot of suffering it's hard to keep our eyes fixed on the promise that the Messiah Jesus will come again and he will take us to be with him in the paradise he's preparing for us but it's true It's a promise that God has made, and the Lord does not go back on his word. So, encourage your children to know that Christ is the true king, the better king than all of these that we've been reading about. He keeps God's word, does what is right in the eyes of his father, and as a humble servant lays down his life on behalf of the people he served, you and me.